Hey church, thanks for joining in on Beyond Sunday. We're glad you're able to join us. Uh, This week we're talking about joy. We're talking about Mary. We're talking about Elizabeth and the amazing Christmas story as we're working our way through Advent. Advent? Advent. Advent. Um, and uh, so I'm excited about this. I'm excited to have both of you with us. This is, uh, for those of you who don't know Trisha, this is Trisha Madsen, worship leader at our Livermore campus. And uh, you all know Becky Fitch. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah. All right. So let me just, let's just jump right in. Okay. Um, my first question for the two of you, because you've both been expectant mothers before, as you mm-hmm. read this story of Mary and Elizabeth and their interactions with each other, like what jumps out to you? Like how does it strike you? Because you're probably reading it from a different angle with different feelings mm-hmm. than I would read it from as expectant mothers and kind of can almost place yourself in their shoe in their shoes a little bit more mm-hmm. than I can or a lot more than I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what like what strikes you? Yeah, when I was reading it, I kept thinking about when I found out that I was pregnant with my first son, Gideon, and Mm -hmm. you were actually there because we were both living with my parents Mm -hmm. because we're really good at being adults. Um, (laughs) But I told you and my brother immediately, Mm -hmm. and it felt so good to, like, share this news. Mm -hmm. And then I moved very quickly from this is such good news to I'm really scared Mm -hmm. because it was totally unexpected for us. It wasn't something that we had planned for. obviously Gideon's the best blessing but at the time you're kind of just afraid Mm -hmm. you can't feel a baby kicking yet and you're not Mm -hmm. showing and you take a pregnancy test that says you're pregnant and you're kind of like is this really real Mm -hmm. and I thought about Mary and going okay she's a teenager Mm -hmm. she's in a society that's way more harsh to people who get pregnant outside of wedlock in the first place and she hears from this angel and maybe immediately her response was faith which it absolutely was Mm -hmm. but i can't help but think that afterwards she feels her stomach and she's like is this real Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i don't feel a baby kicking and Mm -hmm. i'm not showing and i just kept thinking about how big of a blessing it was for me that my big sister april was pregnant with her first son Mm -hmm. while i was pregnant and she was seven months ahead of me Mm -hmm. and here elizabeth is six months ahead of mary Mm -hmm. and i just felt like why did the angel even decide to tell her why did god have the angel tell her about elizabeth being Mm -hmm. pregnant it's probably because he's like she's a teenager she needs a big sister. Mm-hmm. There's like this person's going just before her, experiencing all these symptoms she's going to experience. And I just felt like it's such the kindness of God mm-hmm. that even though Mary has such great faith, he knew that she was going to need a helper, just mm-hmm. like my big sister helped me. Mm-hmm. Steve said last week that he thinks Mary was the most, is the most, most faithful person in the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really cool. Like she still needed that support and that yeah. encouragement even her, this person we celebrate to such a high degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think, incredible. I don't think like faithful means like an absent of like wrestling through fears and mm-hmm. doubts and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out. Um, but it's just staying focused on, on God and on his promises, even in the midst of all of that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, what I, what I love about, um, Mary's example, um, and um, and Elizabeth's example is just the like the joy that they exhibit mm-hmm. at this time. And um, I mean, it's the when I remember when I first found out that I was pregnant with Hudson, and like you just can't 
help but tell someone yeah. and you just you got to let someone I, I told Garrett right away and then we actually waited a few days before we told our families and because we wanted to wait till we were all together in person and it, like killed me to like mm-hmm. hang on to this and to think of Mary like just I, I feel like she had this eager anticipation to like get to Elizabeth to, to finally be able to tell someone yeah. this news um, that she had carried um, but then on the flip side, yeah, there's this there's this worry and uncertainty because her circumstances are not normal circumstances, mm-hmm. and and if anything, because she was pregnant under these circumstances, like it, it was going to mean this pregnancy and having a child was going to be a hard road ahead for her. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like God was caring for her and paving that that path for her to be able to have that camaraderie that Elizabeth provides for her. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Trisha, you had a point um, as Becky was preparing her sermon for the weekend around um, how Mary and Elizabeth held on to the promises mm-hmm. through this journey. Can you share more about that to everyone? Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's promises all over this story from Zechariah and Elizabeth where there's like the promise that they would have a son, that the angel, the same angel who appears to Mary, which I think is just cool, um, appears to Zechariah, says that they're going to have a son. Um, he doesn't immediately believe that and uh, goes mute for it, which is just like a very, it's comical to me when I think about it. Um, like him trying to communicate to Elizabeth what he heard, but he can't talk. I think about that a lot. He's like, no, like. You're gonna, He's drawing it. Yeah, right? she's like, okay, all right, crazy person. Um, but so there's this promise of a son, but underneath that promise is this like macro promise from Isaiah and Malachi mm-hmm. about this forerunner for Jesus. And they're talking about their son, John the mm-hmm. Baptizer. And I just feel like I don't know. I don't think they really made the connection that that's who he was until after Zechariah's voice was restored. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it says in scripture. So there's these like micro and macro promises. And then Mary experiences it too, where it's like, you're going to have a son. You're going to be like pregnant without ever having had sex. And you're going to like, you're just going to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. So that's like this weird promise in kind of a way. And then to say like that Messiah, this like big macro promise, like that's who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You're going to have this son. And so, so all over the story, there's these promises. And I mean, for me, it's refreshing to hear, um, Elizabeth said, blessed is she who's believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Mm -hmm. And it's really rare in scripture that two women are communicating with each other. So mm-hmm. just as a woman, it puts me at ease and I can imagine what it would be like to be in the room. Um, but then second to that, it's that she immediately recognizes we are both holding on to these big promises mm-hmm. that God has made. And it's not just for them. It's also for all of Israel. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I'm like, I want to be like that mm-hmm. on a micro scale and on a macro scale in the things that I believe God has promised me and the things that I believe God has promised all people. Mm-hmm. Like if, I mean, if I'm being honest right now, I'm waiting for something I believe God has promised me. I I believe he's promised me a healing that mm-hmm. I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in self-preservation, I don't really claim that that promise mm-hmm. is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, if I don't say that I believe God's going to do this, yeah. then if he doesn't, I'm not going to feel like he let me down. Yeah, you want to hedge your bet. You know? Yeah. So that either way. Like, you're Mary kinda... could have just held on to this mm-hmm. and gone, once I'm showing, I'll go tell someone right. because it'll be obvious that I'm mm-hmm. not just making all this up or I won't feel so crazy saying it right mm-hmm. then. 
you know? Mm -hmm. But here I am waiting for my little promise of healing. Mm -hmm. And then on a macro scale, you think about this season and we celebrate one of the craziest things our religion mm -hmm. claims, mm -hmm. which is that like a virgin gave birth and that, that child was the son of God. Mm -hmm. Like I want to have the kind of faith that would say, God has proven to me over and over again that he keeps his promises, mm -hmm. that he likes to keep his promises, that he puts people in our path that help us and affirm us to keep believing for those promises, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this entire story basically says to me, hold on to the promises of God that you mm -hmm. think are true. Mm -hmm. Be like them. Choose to have faith today. And then tomorrow, if you question it, choose it again. Mm. That's you know? so good. Yeah, That's fantastic. I love it. We mm -hmm. can stop right there. And there's <laughs> enough for everyone right there. <laughs> Uh, but I, I have a couple more questions that I'd love for us to discuss. Um, the next one is, you talked about, Becky, in your sermon, mm -hmm. um, your main point was joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it's it's a great point for the season. It jumps out us, at us in the story, mm -hmm. the joy that they had, um, and how the story's told. It just, it presents itself so well. Mm -hmm. But even more than you shared in the sermon, what would the two of you say, and I'll jump in a little bit too, like what are some practical ways for people who are in that difficult season, mm -hmm. um, this has been a tough year for them or it's, a, it's just a tough holiday season for them, mm -hmm. what are practical ways to, to find that joy in Christ and mm -hmm. what has worked for the two of you? Mm -hmm. Like this year, I know you've had a hard year this year, Becky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it was so interesting crafting this message because I think more so than anything else, like I was preaching it to myself because mm -hmm. this is the season I'm in right now where we're heading into the holidays and it's the first holiday season without my brother, John. Mm -hmm. And I think um, for me, I've really had to, one, just lean into um, spending time with with Jesus, like, like solo, just I mm -hmm. need that time by myself. And um, of a mom with a three-year-old and a five-month-old that doesn't happen frequently but mm -hmm. like I have to be um, I've had to be kind of selfish with it and make sure I I have that um, to be my starting place um, but then also I think a big thing for me that has produced true joy even in the midst of grief and sorrow has just been um, surrounding myself with the people who are most important to me mm -hmm. and I mean it's why I've like you know, flown back to St. Louis to visit my family like three times in three months, mm -hmm. which is r r crazy, but that's important, like to be surrounded by those people and to not just isolate and and um, and allow that discouragement or that grief to build um, because those people are are speaking joy in, into into my life. And then I think the other thing that's been really like, a practical way to produce that joy um, specifically surrounding my situation with like grief and the loss of a loved one has been to do things that really like celebrate and honor who my brother was and mm -hmm. so like my brother was so great at like just being adventurous and spontaneous and planning these really cool like memorable experiences for his family and but he did it with us growing up as his sisters and so like things like he'd do a road trip to go to some sporting event or whatever. And so we've like, even though I'm like such a home buddy and I'm like, eh, let's just stay in and watch Netflix tonight. Like, mm -hmm. we'll like, I've been like forcing myself to like, no, let's go out and we're mm -hmm. going to go to the sporting event and we're going to take our boys. And it's the first time we're going to like an earthquakes game, even though they suck, yeah. but we love <laughs> soccer. And this is something my brother would do. And, mm -hmm. and it helps produce that, that joy yeah. that, that has, to be honest, been missing. 
yeah. um, since we've been going through that. And so I think um, you have to you have to be intentional to kind of step out of maybe even what you feel like you want to do. Yeah. Um, because joy isn't just a feeling, and so sometimes you're not going to feel like that. Um, and uh, but but if you if you keep with it, I believe that God He will be faithful. He promises us joy in His presence, and and He'll and He'll bring that. Um, if we're if we're faithful in pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Trisha? Yeah, I think for me this year it's not necessarily so circumstantial like mm-hmm. with you, where I'm having to choose joy every day. Um, I just have I'm like pre- I have a predisposition to be depressed or to be anxious, mm-hmm. and I know that about myself. And uh, uh, I think sometimes when I head into the holiday season, I can see it coming that mm-hmm. I want to start disengaging from the things that I usually would engage in, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I mean, I guess practical advice would be like, don't disengage from it all. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a group of people you regularly hang out with and you see yourself really wanting to stop hanging out with them, like make yourself continue hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Also like different personality types will affect me in different ways when I'm Mm -hmm. going through something like depression, anxiety, like a seasonal type of thing. So um, luckily I'm married to an extremely like extroverted, joyful <laughs> husband. So he's definitely like joy for me. Mm-hmm. But um, to put myself in situations that maybe when I'm scheduling them seem like they're going to make me uncomfortable or feel mm-hmm. like I want to be super introverted in that environment. But knowing that it's with people who draw out really good things in me mm-hmm. or maybe around kids who draw out really fun things in me. Um, practical things on the calendar actually really help me. Mm-hmm. And then on that same note, knowing your limitations and saying who drains me, like maybe just mm-hmm. for this month, I'm really not going to be around them and that's going to be okay. Because mm-hmm. I know that I've predisposed to this time of year to go real internal and to get kind of mm-hmm. dark and introspective, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, for me, I'm in a similar boat to your Becky mm-hmm. in terms of the year I've had. Um, with my mom passing away in January. Mm-hmm. So this is my first holiday season without my mom. Mm-hmm. And then my brother is um, going through a really hard season. He has stage four colon cancer. Mm-hmm. So he's not in a good place right now with mm-hmm. his health. And it's really bleak medically, mm-hmm. but we're still holding on to, to hope and mm-hmm. faith that God's mm-hmm. going to do a miracle and heal him. Um, but, it, but it's hard. And there's mm-hmm. just a, a haze and a sadness and a mm-hmm. just hanging over the whole family. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, through this year, one of the things that I've learned around finding joy that's really helped me is going back and writing down, remembering and writing down things that God has done in the past for me. Because mm-hmm. I need that's to remember good. those things. That's mm-hmm. what, um, that helps me tremendously. And then whether the promises are just things that I believe are true and what's coming in life. Mm-hmm. Um, meditating on those and thinking about where God mm-hmm. is is going to take me. So I um, I hate winter and I love summer. Mm-hmm. And um, except if I'm snowboarding, then I love winter. If I'm not <laughs> snowboarding, I hate winter. <laughs> but winters, I can get through winters because I know summer's coming. Mm-hmm. Like it just it always has happened my whole life. Summer comes. <laughs> um, but you know I've interacted with people who are in a dark season of their life and they feel like they feel like the winter will never end. Mm, There's such a hopelessness sometimes Mm -hmm. with some of these seasons where you can't see summer coming. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it helps me to, to look back at what God's done in the past. And Mm -hmm. remember summer always does come Mm -hmm. and, but think about what I believe is true about my future Mm -hmm. that I can long for and look forward to. That really is going to be true or Mm -hmm. something similar to that is going to be true 
um, that helps kind of lift me out of the, the moment mm. that is tough and see the bigger picture of what God may be doing and mm. what God's done in the past. Um, and that's been really helpful for me. Um, so, um, y- the other thing I, I like about this story that, w- that we didn't get to touch on in the sermon at all mm-hmm. is, the, is, or as much a little bit, mm-hmm. but the role of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in this story and, um, the Holy Spirit's everywhere yeah. in the story and, and, and is fully alive in Elizabeth and Mary. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know what my question is to you, but I, I just, I felt it of, mm-hmm the Holy Spirit's alive in me mm-hmm. and it's alive in each of us. And Jesus promised that, mm-hmm. um, Paul over and over again said that the, the Holy Spirit is in us mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit works through us mm-hmm. if we believe in Jesus Christ. And so this power that Elizabeth had, um, to speak truth immediately to Mary and to speak mm-hmm. truth to herself that came from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we have that same power. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, it, I don't always feel it to, to the same degree, but mm-hmm. I, I do definitely know moments where I've felt the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I've mm-hmm. felt a different energy. I've felt um, words that aren't necessarily normally mine mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't have crafted in my office when I'm planning what am I going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I finish saying it, like I just, I just, th- I, I know that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You just feel it. Um, and so for the times that are dark, like I want more of that. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I want the Holy Spirit to lift me up and not try to manufacture my own joy, but receive it from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that involves waiting. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that or. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, it reminds me of a conversation I was having with um, Brenda Madsen's um, mom recently over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. She just lost her husband mm-hmm. and she was talking to me about the Holy Spirit and she was saying, it's just, it's so cool how the Holy Spirit has met me mm. after the loss of my husband, like mm-hmm. a friend, mm. and with some really new things. Mm. And the new things for her actually are really old things for her. Mm. Like things that when she um, was growing up in the church and really kind of um, stepping into some fresh things with the Holy Spirit, a more of like a charismatic movement with the Holy Spirit where she wasn't afraid to think about things like prophecy and to think about like just trusting God to give you the words to say in the moment, things that she was saying, I feel like I kind of got away from that for a while. And now the Holy Spirit is bringing back some of those things that I used Mm, to have. That's cool. And it has me thinking like, what are the things that I used to think about the Holy Spirit or trust about the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that I've deviated from? Mm -hmm. Like I know as a younger kid, I would, I would say things about God, like they were true like that. Mm -hmm. But skepticism and the fear that someone's going to say something that I don't know how to respond to has definitely brought me to a place as an adult where I just, I question it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's like, one step for us is to say when we have that thought that feels like you were talking about this earlier like feels like something that's not like the usual thought that I would have or the usual response I would Mm -hmm. have can I work on not questioning it immediately Mm -hmm. and saying what if I just trusted it Mm -hmm. and saw where this led you know yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that she described um it as the Holy Spirit meeting her like a friend um, because that's like how Jesus describes the Holy Spirit. And if you, if you read through the book of John, when he's headed towards the cross and he's just told his disciples, hey, I'm going to die and I'm going to leave you yeah. and they're freaking out. He says, no, it's actually a good thing that I leave because if I go, 
I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. he's going to be with you. And he and and there's so much in the New Testament that describes the Holy Spirit as our friend and mm-hmm. our comforter, as someone who brings us peace and and discernment and wisdom. And and I think um, that that's an incredible thing to lean into, mm-hmm. especially when we're going through seasons that are hard and out of our control and feel void of joy that mm-hmm. it's a it, it god has given us his very spirit and um it's funny i like think of this holiday season and we always talk about like getting into the christmas spirit but like mm-hmm. really we should get into like christ's spirit like mm-hmm. the spirit of god because that's going to be the thing that um that will that will stir up this joy in us even if it's unwarranted because mm-hmm. of whatever circumstances we're walking through. And so I would just encourage you, if you're walking through a dark time, like lean into the Holy Spirit and spend some time talking with him and spend some time in silence and listening and um, and and let him speak to you. And for me, it's never audibly. I've never heard God mm-hmm. audibly, but for me, it's always just yeah, things and moments where, man, that doesn't sound like Becky, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'll be going through something, you know, and 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 then I'll hear this encouragement or I'll think this thought and I'm and I just I I, I just have to begin to trust that that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me because that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like how Becky would usually sound or that response wasn't how Becky would usually respond and that's usually when I know, okay, that's the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. I and I try to lean into that more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's our prayer for all of you is that this Christmas season, that the joy of Christ um, would be given to you by the Holy Spirit in a powerful mm-hmm. way. Yeah. We're praying that for you. We believe that's possible for you. And um, so uh, so hopefully you're able to lean into that, have a great c- discussion with your community group mm-hmm. or by yourself. If you're um, watching this alone and processing through it, um, we're praying for you. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, that's it for this week. Next mm-hmm. week, uh, Pastor Billy Reader is speaking. What's it? What's his text? He's on. Um, what's his text? <laughs> Gosh, I just forgot. <laughs> I actually... It's gonna be great. Trust me. <laughs> we're gonna continue on in the Christmas story, and uh, I'm sure he's gonna have a great. Billy's message. gonna kill us. And we're gonna continue on and be on Sunday next week. Uh, whatever he's preaching on, we're gonna follow up and talk about it. It's um, real good. Right it's about, it's about the Christmas it's story. About Jesus, it's definitely yeah. about Spoiler the Christmas alert. story. Uh-huh. There's this baby. He's, yeah, the baby's born. No, he's not talking about the baby being born yet. It's the next step in the journey. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the shepherd. No, the shepherd's being told. About, I think no, maybe. maybe. Anyways, you'll be surprised <laughs> next weekend. All right, we'll talk so to you guys will later. We. Yeah. Bye bye.